Kamenetsky Brothers Podcast, Brian Kamenetsky, Andy Kamenetsky. It is Thursday, the something, the whatever. It's, it's April. The 11th. The 11th of April. Four days until you get your taxes in. Be aware of that. Get Mine are already in. Figure it out. Yep. Already figured out what I owe, what Good I go. don't owe. Don't owe. Just get that taken care of. You don't want the government chasing after you. Um, all right, but in other news. Ask Michael Avenatti. That's right. He... Has done some things. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly done some things. Many, many, th- 30, <laughs> 33 of those things. <laughs> and if he's actually done, it is truly basta for Michael yes. Avenatti. I don't know now if he's going to be president. <laughs> but you don't know. I don't know he's not. What's crazy, though, would be the idea of if he ends up having to get taken out of prison to testify against Nike. Yeah. Never know. It's Never a crazy know. world we live in. It is. Uh, Good seg, Andy, mm-hmm. because on Tuesday, Magic Johnson, shocking. And this is like, we throw that word around. Like, we, the shocking revelations. No, this was, nobody knew. Nobody. Nobody. I, w- I was there when Magic uh, announced that he was stepping down. Yes, as we've all of seen the whites of your eyes. <laughs> yes, uh, by the way, if you have not seen this, Cam Brothers, um, somebody, uh, I guess it was Lakers Nation, uh, where their camera happened to be. Well, I was saying, yeah, there were, there were, you know. Tons of cameras everywhere. Their, their angle happened to catch my reaction because I happened to just be right next to Magic. And I'm like something out of a Tex Avery yeah. film. <laughs> like, remember in Caddyshack when that guy on the rowboat sees the yacht coming at him and does the double take? Yeah. That's basically me. Yeah, it was, it was surprising news. And, I mean, it was so surprising, Brian, just really quickly, just to set the stage for for people who don't know all of the backstory. Luke Walton had just done his press conference where, you know, what was hanging over over him and permeating through the air was, is this going to be Luke's last of these? Is he going to be announced as fired pretty soon? Which Luke even acknowledged uh, that narrative and, you know, the, well, we'll, we'll, we'll see, see what happens. Find out what happens. He was... 100% expected to be fired at the end of the game. Yes. And after Luke finished, a couple minutes passed. I mean, the media hadn't even disassembled. So maybe just 30 seconds passed before Magic comes in, tells Ali Bogley, who runs PR for the Lakers, you know, can I do a press conference? And I thought he was joking around, you know, Magic being Magic. Hey, I got media here, whatever. And then he starts getting behind the podium. I'm like, oh. He means he's going to talk. He's doing a press conference. The hell is he going to talk about? And I thought, is he, okay, is he going to announce that Luke's been fired? Is, you know, you're supposed to let him finish the game first, right? I, I'm like, is he going to announce that Luke's getting an extension? Like, and then he dropped this bomb that nobody, including Jeannie Bus, Jeannie Bus expected. R- Ramona, yes. I mean, it just you you start to go through this stuff, and like, yeah, it it's a two it's a two part thing. The first part is. What the hell just happened and how did he do it? And I think everybody agrees, okay, that wasn't handled very well. <laughs> no. You know, like, okay, we love you, Magic, and you're an icon and all that. But, like, I think I think we could all agree this could have been done better. Um, you know, in terms of fairness to the Lakers and all he quit on them. And it just, there's there's no excuse for doing it the way that he did. Go tell Jeannie, go tell Jeannie look, I can't do this anymore. Let's Let's work together. So over the course of the next week or two, I, you know, we can come. So when I I step back and there's a process that's starting, you can put out a statement. I'll get in front of them and we can united front. Okay, no, he just sucker punched everyone, and it was it was it was really badly executed. 
The second part of that is, what do the Lakers do from here? What does it mean for them from here? And is it good or bad for them from here? And obviously, to some degree, the answer is, um, we don't know yet. But, you know, the, the, the part of it that I've, I find so fascinating is the where the two of those things might be linked. The narrative that's been going around, the the news reports, and a lot, there's a lot that still people are trying to figure out. Everyone understands at this point that Magic had the freedom and authority to fire Luke Walton and seemed ready to do it. He said as much. The question... He has said that this was a source of tension between him and Jeannie Buss. You know, this was a conflict between yeah. them in terms of how to handle it, but that he had been prepared to do it, given the permission to do it, but he knew how much it would hurt right. Jeannie. He didn't want he didn't but also, want to. But also, he didn't really want to do it himself. Like Correct. For all the magic, That's what I mean. For all the magic bravado, and I, and I wrote actually something for The Athletic, you and I are covering The Athletic for the Lakers, that... The Lakers for The Athletic. The Lakers for The Athletic. The, that magic is a legend. I mean, there's no way around it. He is an absolute he legend. But most legends and like legendary stories, they hold up better the more you focus on the grand picture and less on the granular details. Also, he's a he's kind of a big picture guy in that way. Sure, but but like something I noticed from this incident with Magic is like there's a lot of contradiction that's contained within that legend because you know for all the talk about you know. Divorcing emotion from business and the way, you know, Magic goes about doing, you know, this is a business, like it, everyone's got to be big boys. He struggled himself with the idea of firing Luke because he liked, uh, because he likes Luke. He talked about how, among the many things he didn't like about this job, you know, I, I don't like the idea of trading people. I don't like the idea of, uh, you know, moving them after spending all this time, including during that press conference, saying the kids all have to grow up. Yeah, of course. And it's, and it's, I just find it—I find it fascinating. If nothing, it's hypocritical, it, and it can be it's, infuriating. But it's fascinating. It's too. all part of the same thing, which is magic. And we'll get back to the other point in a second. But like, magic didn't like doing this. Like these things, dealing with backstabbing agents, and you know, whispers from inside the building, leaks from inside the building, or um, you know, the 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 hard parts of firing people that you like or whatever like all of these the things. hard parts of not tweeting like but like but not being able to yes. do the things that make you happy he wanted to be magic he wanted to be magic johnson he could not be magic johson doing this job i is there more to it probably but i i absolutely 100 take him at his word when the, the the parts of that press conference uh where he was talking about this sucks you know what's awesome being me yeah. doing what magic johnson does and Helping, you know, being part of Serena Williams' corporate board and like being able to say yes to this and yes to that and help a, be an ambassador for basketball and all be this, able to be able to work with Ben Simmons, all of that stuff. This is what makes me happy. The stuff that doesn't make me happy is all this other stuff. The 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 machinations and the the politics and the Game of Thrones, you know, style, you know, all of these things that I don't I don't like it. And ultimately, what he chose, Magic Johnson, icon of the Lakers, chose was to be Magic Johnson of Los Angeles, not Magic Johnson of the Los Angeles Lakers. And, you know, he chose to be something... See, that, I disagree with that, actually. I think he just chose to be Magic Johnson, period. But, but he, what he didn't choose to be is Irvin. He needed to be Irvin in my, this job. My, that's, but that's what I'm saying. 
Magic belongs to the Lakers in a way that no other human being can. But well, doing actually, magic belongs to the world. In a that's way that what most... he, and that's what I mean. He chose to be the guy who is the citizen of you know who's the ambassador of Los Angeles, who owns the Sparks and is building buildings and doing real sure. estate and all those other things. More than being the box that being being tied just to the Lakers, he he just wasn't but, happy. You know, you know but, it, but it's you're correct about that. But it's also beyond that. Like in the piece that I wrote, like. One of the things that I think has become really clear with Magic, who nobody would question, loves the Lakers. Of course he does. Like they, they are literally a part of who he is. And he says all the time that he will do anything for this organization. And 99% of it, I think that is true. But to quote Meatloaf, Andy, he won't do that. What he will not do, and it's been made clear over the years, not just from this incident, he will not adjust for them. He will not adjust who he is. Because we've seen it even, for example, in the way he would constantly criticize Jim Buss or Mike D'Antoni in ways that create instability for an organization that if you're not thinking about, you know, being magic and, you know, putting yourself out there the way magic clearly loves to, it's obvious this doesn't help, man. And that magic will not adjust for the organization. Who he is. That's fine. It's just, it's just... It's fine as long as you don't hire him to be the president of basketball right, operations. Right, but, but everybody... Because let me put it this way. You and I recognize this when Magic got hired. It's pretty astonishing that neither Magic nor Genie could foresee this well, as an issue. I, I Because when Magic was hired, and it's important to remember, like the franchise, it's not like, you know, they've, they've got their cap space. They've got young players. They've got, you know, the, there's an infra, they've got LeBron James. There's an infrastructure there that makes the job appealing for people to come in and take. Maybe. But We'll get to that, but maybe. But the the what the Lakers needed when Magic was hired was Magic Johnson. They needed someone to come and change the way people talked about the franchise, change the way the sense of optimism. Sure, a but, lot of these. I mean, and also to undo some of the damage Magic was doing by trashing the organization constantly. It's, yeah, but I mean, it is easy. Magic, the, no, but what it's Magic easy did, to overstate how bad of a place the organization was in. Before, like in terms of them having no paths to becoming good, no anything like it's there's been some revisionism, I think, that has come with bringing no, in magic. Sure. But the there is also because as we talked about a million times, the, the, the reputation of the league uh, of the team and the reputation of the front office was horrible. Yes, it was. And, you know, did magic contribute to that? He didn't help. But, but he also he was, contributed he to do it as an exec but as he, well. But let me finish. But when he he did as it went along. When he, there's a difference between the job that Magic was doing when he started, which was optics, versus the part that was coming, that, that was, we saw more over the last year. And by the way, which would continue to be the bulk of the job going sure. forward, which was the actual nitty gritty of agents and players and this and that, whatever, the, the running the team part. And he was going to get worse and worse and worse at that. Yes. He was going to get more and more restrictive. Yes. And so in that sense, the Lakers are lucky that he walked away when he did. And he was, and to, for him to recognize and say, this is not going to be for me. This is not going to be what makes me happy. And I'm not going to be very, and the, probably in the back of his mind, go, I'm not going to be good at it. Like, you know, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to be successful in the way that I want to be successful doing it. They're better. I don't know if he, I don't know for sure if he thought that. Maybe, I do, maybe not. I do think, though, this. He it was harder than he thought it would be. 
He walked in I don't thinking think he, this I, job was going to be easy. I think because I think he thought it was like being, you know, uh, like being, I think it might have been Ramona who pointed this, like being owner. Like where you kind of are the representative, you're the face, yes. you're in and out of meetings. I think with, he thought this job was going to be much I, easier than I think it he thought it was, I don't think he knew what the job was. And I don't think, <laughs> and I don't think they, I don't think any, I don't think any of them. You know, I get that. I'm just saying it's insane. Of course it is. But. That but, but once you recognize that you're not going to be that, that this ain't for you. Yes, you're it, that he left isn't the problem. Um, you know, so what what ties those two things together? Like when you start to go back to the the the, the point about um, you know what happens now, there are the the explanation of Magic hated this job and wanted to leave, which I think is. Very true, at yes. least up to a certain point. Oh, absolutely. And then there's the genie wouldn't let him fire Luke. Genie wouldn't let. Well, that part I don't think is true. Now we're starting to see that some of the reports and Stephen A. and some other people that genie that Magic wanted to fire Rob, and that may have been the place where the Lakers and Genie Bus said no. So when you're trying to figure out the where do the Lakers go from here and how does Magic leaving impact that, what really happened, this is the part that matters. Because going forward, unless you're going to elevate Rob Palenka and let him hire the new GM and decide on who the coach is. Would you like to see me do another bug-eyed take? I, well, I mean, I, <laughs> I'd prefer they not do this at all. Um, if that's the case... Now you're impacting who's going to take like David Griffin or, you know, Bill Oram was on today. Byron, uh, Byron Scott and I were doing 10 to noon and he brought up the, you know, the big, the big swing names, Sam Presti, Messiah Jerry, Messiah Jerry, Daryl Morey, Bob Myers, Pat Riley, which is what that was the one where, you know, where, and I want to go back to Pat Riley here for a second. None of those guys are going to take the job. If they know they have to keep anyone, Rob Palenka or anyone, in a position within the organization. Those guys only take the job if they are given the freedom to hire anyone and everyone that they and want. fire anyone they want. Correct. The the hot assistant to those people and you know the 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 who are the easier people to get. You know, the there's a you know problem with trying to convince Houston to let Daryl Morey go and they tell you to go bleep yourself and now you've wasted two weeks doing that. Those guys are probably not going to necessarily want to leap to the job if they believe that Rob Palenka is not a GM that they want to work with. So if if it's true... <laughs> or if nothing else, they believe that Rob Palenka is a GM that none of the other teams around the league want to more work than, with. And just as importantly, that players don't trust. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the issue. It's like people around the league don't find him trustworthy if players also don't find him trustworthy according to bill orm's report you better not buy a house <laughs> you better not buy a house if you're a laker right. because palinka will tell you go buy the house then trade you as he reportedly did, did with to- larry nance right those those things are problematic so if if rob palinka it's actually not if we, we were sort of focused on luke if it turns out to be the gm that's the sticking point now you really have an issue in terms of who you're going to fire. I I think, and this is one reason I'm happy they didn't put Rob Palinka out in front of the media on uh, Wednesday at exit interviews or haven't since then, 
if you do that, you empower him in ways that you may regret in a month when you want to hire somebody else who wants to bring in their own people. If you put him out there, he becomes the face. He becomes the spokesperson in ways that I wouldn't want him to be. I mean, it needs to be Genie who's out I, there. I, I, I agree with you. That or Tim Harris. I agree, with, who's not I going agree with you that it needs to be somebody like Tim Harris or Genie. I also feel like there's no reason you can't use Rob Palinka for a moment where you need him than can him. You can. But it's just, it's not... Because he's not really empowered to do I much just, of anything I just, with, in the you're, interim. You're just better off. Not. Actually, actually, I disagree with you. And I'll tell you why. Okay. To channel my uh, inner John Ireland, I'll tell you why. Next. I think people around the league, especially people who might work for Jeannie Buss, are looking to see if she actually has the stomach for something like that. Because she's not, in my opinion, and I don't think I'm alone in this opinion... She's not great at the whole difficult... Something like what? Using Rob Palinka in a moment without having to worry about either emotional ties or what it looks like. You're getting through something. Why wouldn't she just do it herself? Isn't that better? It, it is better. But I'm saying if, say, you want a front office person out there instead of Genie for whatever reason. You said you couldn't put Rob Palinka out there because it empowers him. I'm saying it doesn't if you're willing to do that and just fire him anyway. In the same way, they should have been supporting Luke Walden outwardly all year and then fire him if they need to because it's better for the big picture. And if you need something for that moment, do it. You're getting through a crisis, man. I just think that it reflects worse. I, if you put, if you, it reflects worse on her to do it that way uh, than it does. If nah. she, I don't no. think it does, actually, especially when... I, well, we can, we can disagree about I, that. I just don't think it does because I don't think, A, I don't think anybody's going to worry about Rob Palenka getting screwed over. And B, he is the he is currently the general manager. The problem of this is, team. He, but it looks like you. But it looks you. You send the message that Rob Palenka is the man who's in charge, and the man who's he like, is the man in charge right now. He's not the man in charge. Maybe in two months, he's and the I, man in charge right now. And I just think you're better off leaving him in the background for right now, um, and then also leaving him in the background of you sure. know, the building in a couple weeks. But um, the the next question becomes, who do you aim for? Because I am a, I am a fan, and I know you are too. And Byron was uh, as well. Of let's go outside the family. Um, it says something, by the way, when you're talking about Byron, Byron Scott. Yeah. Yes. Um, the exception, I, I think, actually, the Riley thing is interesting because of the LeBron connection, not necessarily because of the uh, of the Laker connection. Like the idea that he could kind of come back. For, incredible gravitas, all these other things that Pat Riley brings with him also has a chance to kind of, if the LeBron relationship kind of give closure to that, there's some interesting stuff with there. The other question though is the, Bill wrote about this, Bill Orm wrote about it, other people have big swing, Daryl Morey, Sam Presti, Masai Ujiri, those guys that are going to be very difficult and expensive in terms of stuff you have to give away Mm -hmm. to pry away from those other teams and probably are slower because of that process or people that you may not be as familiar with or don't have, you know, David Griffin is a great name, but he's not Sam Presti. You know what I'm saying? Like, so if you're the Lakers, do you make that big swing that could slow you down? Because you've got to have an infrastructure in place well in front of the draft, well in front of free agency, so people know what they're signing up for. Which path would you go down? <coughs> to answer that question, I would say a sort of an overarching approach. 
you need to go down the path of what makes sense for this organization 10 years from now. Like, are, you need to be solving a problem as opposed to, okay, what makes the most sense with LeBron? What makes the most sense in terms of this summer? I mean, th- th- there's a chance this summer, with even with everything riding on it, maybe screwed anyway. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe, maybe I don't think. I don't, and we, we we'll get to that in a minute. Maybe it may not. But the point is, though, you need to be thinking about big picture because this organization desperately needs stability. You know, it's become a revolving door with a lot of important positions. So you need to be thinking about things larger than just. Well, certainly, the, Sam Presti gives you absolutely, stability. absolutely. So, yeah. I, in ter- as far as how long would it take to make it happen? I mean, that's the thing. I mean, it does, it's does it take a I mean, long time? To, I mean, yeah. David, David, look, if you really like David Griffin as a GM, there's something to be said for going after him now, getting him. And, you know, there's the bonus that he has a relationship, by all accounts, very good with LeBron, but he's somebody that you actually think would be a very good president of basketball operations or whatever you want to call it, period. And he's right there. Oh, it's yeah. The cleanest do route. It. Just do it. And you know, LeBron, if LeBron approves and. He's got to bring those people in the room. As far as compensation, though, in terms of what you would be willing to give up for it or how long you'd be willing to wait, it depends on who it is. I mean, if, if it's Bob Myers and you really think you have a chance of getting Bob Myers, but it means you're waiting out maybe through the finals because that's where the Warriors are going to be and the Warriors may not give you permission to do this until the finals are done, he might be worth taking a chance on getting jerked around over because he's that good if you really think you have a chance over it. You know, I, I think a lot of it just depends on who it is, but ultimately, with everything that's with everything that's riding on this decision in terms of overall stability, <laughs> that's worth giving up some stuff for. Like, like in terms of a draft pick, depends on what. I don't know if I'd give up the like ninth or tenth overall that's pick. They give the, you you start with the lottery pick, or you sure. say, okay, fine, Lonzo Ball or Brandon Ingram, or I mean, it, would you trade one of those guys for your GM? That's a lot. It's a lot. That's a lot. It's a lot. But the flip side is we've it's really been demonstrated that a good front office is worth a lot too. It's true. And they're having a lot it's, of difficulty landing one. My my problem Well, I don't know. I mean they haven't started. They didn't think they were gonna need one yet. And no, so, I I just mean in terms of the decision making process to get there. They have thus far had a lot of problems yeah, I with think this. They, I mean, they swung and missed the first time. Well, it, but it's not even that they sw- – you know what? I wouldn't even say they swung and missed. They didn't even go to the plate. Like going to – going. Let me, at- you know what? Let me rephrase what I said. They, they didn't swing – because, again, it is it, – the team is better off now than they were a couple years ago. There's still an opportunity for things – it hasn't, you know, Magic's tenure wasn't an unmitigated disaster. Palinka's tenure hasn't been a, it's been a bad year. Um, but the, you're correct that they didn't go to the plate in the sense that they didn't look outside the building. The advantage that I think they have now is whether or not they, you know, if you can get, you know, a quick phone call to Clay Bennett or Sam Presti, like, would you guys be interested? What would it take? Maybe you can wrap that up in a couple days and figure out what the, the compensation would need to be. And if you can, and you can prime away, and it seems really great, because he's one of the best guys available. Sure. Or best guys in the business. I, would, I won't say available. If you can one do, of the best possibilities. Yeah. If you can get somebody who, who comes with that kind of, of resume and respect and prestige, and you know will make your basketball department awesome, then you go do it. And I think... Presti qualifies, Daryl Morey qualifies, Masai Ujiri qualifies, Pat Riley qualifies. 
Um, what you, I, what I just say, I don't think you, I don't, I wouldn't waste a lot of time in that process. But the Lakers have an opportunity, whether they do it that way or another way. You know, Masai Ujiri's number two, and build it out that way. However, you want to do it, they have an opportunity to be significantly better off than they were before, because Magic wasn't the the perception of this front office around the league going into this critical off season was bad, and it was probably going to get worse as Magic started to be. You know, let's say he just stayed in it out of obligation, became more absentee, and the you know the the questions about Rob Palinka became more significant, and his reputation might have been more time. You have a lot of uncertainty now, but what was there isn't that good, and may not be the the highest bar to clear if you can put together a really good quality infrastructure, and based just on what they have to offer, the Lakers. LeBron James, the ability to go sign a premier free agent, a lottery pick that nobody expected him to have, and good young talent. I mean, it ain't the, it's not the Orlando job. No, it's not the Orlando job, but there's also been, really quick, Riley, I'm not going to pretend that that isn't interesting. It's really interesting. I don't think it's a great idea for a couple reasons. First of all, Riley obviously is great at setting culture, but truth be told, his basketball instincts, I think in terms of where to take the franchise over the last few years, have not been great. No, they've made some mistakes. They've made a lot of mistakes. Because they, 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 what they have tried to do is win and rebuild at the same time, which is obviously not something you can do. He's also 74 years old, and I don't know if a guy who is 74 years old is practical for a long-term solution. I feel like I, unless unless you're bringing him in to groom somebody specific, I think that's a, probably what you'd be doing, and do it relatively quickly. Four or five, you know, three, four, five years. You come in, you set the tone, you set the culture, you bring in an infrastructure of people that you can kind of see the line of succession. Would, I think it, that's basically what you're talking about. If you could do it cleanly and relatively quickly. Sure. Yeah, I don't, I don't think uh, it's. I don't think it's likely, but it's. I don't think it's likely. It's the only. It's the only name of like Lakers that I find interesting. Again, and a lot of it has to do with, you know, presumably LeBron would. You know, he would have enough. He has enough of respect to be able to both say yes to LeBron and and manage that relationship and go back and mend it, but also to how much mending do you think there still is needed? I don't know. I, I, I'm not. I'm close enough to the relationship to know, because um, that's just, a factor, right? And, and that's you know that goes back to the the twenty whatever twenty thirteen whatever I forget years at this point. But when when LeBron was a free agent and Pat Riley basically questioned his manhood twenty fourteen uh, for you know thinking about leaving the yes. organization, which was really stupid. Um, you know, assuming that that that's reparable and you know and and whatever, Riley still has enough kind of gravitas no in question. the game to be able to say. This we're not doing. No question. I'm just thinking of purely from practical terms because really they, they let's just but assume for the sake of argument that the answer is yes. They just need to land on a long term solution for this. I mean they've they've got to like part of finding a path forward is knowing what the path like knowing what the path is. But that the ability to do have somebody that is LeBron approved but also has cachet that at least kind of approaches LeBron is I actually think that makes that bridge easier. You have Sam Presti. 
is somebody who has enough to bridge both the LeBron part sure. and the, Le- the non-LeBron part in ways that a you know a, a a lesser person might not. So Riley's age, I could see where you could say, eh, and you know, I'd I'd go Maury first. I'd go uh, Presty. Presty, some of those guys first. Yes, uh, that would be my preference. But if you can't, um. You know, the, the, your concern about Riley's age as a bridge to something so you don't have a brand new infrastructure in four years when LeBron is gone. I actually think Riley serves that purpose well because he'll be able to hire the people he wants to bring in. And, you know, you combine Pat Riley with the Lakers, he'll get he'll be able to hire whoever he wants. I, again, that it, part it's, works. Not, it's not a terrible that idea. part works. It's not a terrible idea. I'm just saying, depending on the execution of it, it may not be. You can a all go idea. look. But the, 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 they're, they're, they could botch the crap out of all this. Yes, they could. And none of it matters. I mean, like, I'll, t- I'll tell you right now, if Palinka is a sticking point for this, they will botch it. I think they probably will. If, if Rob Palinka is something is somebody that you have to accept upon taking this job, they're botching this. They're yeah, absolutely- there should be, if you want the best possible talent, there should be no preconditions. Or if you're, if you're going to do it that way, make Rob the president of basketball operations and let him hire the person people that are going to work underneath him and perhaps moving palinka up one step changes the dynamic of it but what you can't do is have rob palinka be part of the process even if he's not in the room uh doing the interviews of 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 hiring his boss to where the boss feels like he's tied to a subordinate. Not in the way that a coach is tied to a player, because LeBron James is not subordinate to the coach in an NBA power structure. He's not really subordinate to the GM in an NBA power structure. But like if you're gonna if you're gonna make Rob part of the deal, then you're basically tying the GM to the new president of basketball ops in a way that's gonna limit your applicant pool. The whole thing though is just And that would be, by the way, true if it wasn't just if it wasn't Rob Palink, if it was anybody. That it is Palenka who does seem to have this negative reputation around the league makes it more problematic. And it also, though, but it, it makes it really fascinating with the idea for the time being, Rob's still there. And, you know, according to Ramona Shelburne's reporting, like his role may be expanded. What, what exactly that means. Right. Because there's no president of basketball operations sure. and he's there. Right. But and it, for how long, you know, but and, you know, is it is it a temporary expansion or is it a permanent expansion like, you know, his role moving forward is he part of that equation what i find so interesting about that though is magic during his long long talking with the media made it pretty clear doesn't think well of rob palinka true he was given many opportunities yes to praise and rob palinka passed on all of them. passed on all of them did note the baggage that comes with Rob Palenka, or you know that he said yeah, this perceived. is where, again this is where like moments like that what credibility so- to the idea that this was a sticking point. Right, but what I also find so fascinating about it, though, is that Jeannie, who has made it clear that distrust within the organization is something that is upsetting to her to the point where she went around by her own admission talking to different employees, trying to figure out the source of leaks and things like that, you know, that she eventually just blamed on the fake news when it comes to the Anthony Davis situation, that she would presumably hear from Magic, don't trust this guy, and that he's still there. I find really interesting. She clearly trusts him. It's just interesting. I mean, it's, it, you know what I mean? Because this is mad. This is magic 
Again, I don't think I'm out over just my skis. Magic, just because Magic wasn't good at this job doesn't mean his evaluation of Rob isn't accurate. That, that's my point. Like, it's it's just interesting because this is also, this is her confidant. This is like one of her greatest confidants who, granted, just sucker punched her. But still, one of her greatest confidants. And you have to presume he has said these things to her and he's still in the building. I don't know. I'll be honest with you. I don't presume anything because I think the communication around the building and Magic not being there and all this, like... I don't know what was being communicated, and I, I think that was really part of the problem. And yes. what you need is an infrastructure of people who will take care of that. Like well, Genie Bus is very good at the parts of ownership that are working with the league, CBA stuff, ambassador to the brand. <laughs> Ironically, a lot of stuff Magic's good at. Sure, but like those those things are important, and they you know, what she isn't good at. And what she needs is forming a basketball operation where both sides of the building are kind of always working together. And what and, and you can you can build it. They clearly didn't have that this year. Magic wasn't communicating with with Walton. Uh, you know the, the the communication between Magic and Genie may not have been like I don't know what was going on there, but not they very obviously didn't have everybody pulling in the same direction. And nope. that needs to fix. That needs to be fixed. But also she, it's never going to be fixed. Unless she not only demands that it be fixed, but she's a part of that. Like she she needs you can only be out of the loop so many different times with so many different regimes before part of the issue is you kind of prefer being out of the loop. Like you're taking no, yourself sure. out of the loop. But like this is something that she needs to directly not just demand of her employees, but be an active part of it. Ownership is you know, she doesn't need to be in the room. You know, figuring out like here's how we're doing our line and practices. What what they what they have to have, and this is the problem of having magic there. It's like in in the what presumably the next president of basketball operations and his staff will put together is on that side of the building where they're operating in a way where so when Jeannie says coming from her father's model, which is hire good people and let them go do their jobs. It presumes that the people who are going to go do their jobs are doing a good job. And the people this year weren't. And so they need to do better. And if that's the case, and if you have people who are doing it better, then Jeannie's style of, I'm going to let you go do your thing that I, you know, I understand basketball, I've been around the game or whatever, but not like that. I'm going to let you go do your job. She trusted Magic to do a job in a way that Magic wasn't doing. And... Because of it, you have problems with Magic, you have problems with Palenka, and now you have creeping back in the problem of the Lakers being a badly run organization. They can fix that over the next month based on who they hire and fire and what comes next. But also, too, just a general willingness by Jeannie Buss to move outside her comfort zone in a lot of different levels. She needs to start becoming more uncomfortable in this job. Like LeBron. I mean, for real, though. I mean, I'm not even kidding. She needs she. There's too much comfort in terms of the way she runs it. There's too much comfort. Well, that's why that's go outside the organization to make your hires for starters. Yes, but all that, like the idea of you know, she needs to know this person well, be familiar, tr- get some intel, find out who's considered trustworthy around the league, choose to trust them. You know, choose to trust yeah, them until I, I they've screwed you over. I don't. I don't disagree, and I think. I think ultimately. 
I hope ultimately that's the direction they go, where they go outside of it, and they that might mean that Luke Walton gets fired. It might mean that Rob Palenka gets fired. It might mean that you know if they brought in Pat Riley and Pat Riley brought you know or or Sam Presti, you're like maybe Luke Walton stay. I don't know, and I. Like, fair has nothing to do with any of these things. And so I don't particularly care. The process issues that the Lakers have faced over the last couple years have got to be changed. And they need to be done relatively quickly. Um, If they've done a good job, they could come out of this summer better than they otherwise would have. If they've done a bad job, they will be in worse shape. Yeah. What I think, though, is really interesting about this coming summer is they may end up bringing in some really good people to replace Magic Johnson to perhaps replace Rob Palinka to have a greater infrastructure in general, which you and I have both felt for a while this front office needs. You know, a guy like mm-hmm. Ryan West may end up sticking around, who knows, but it may be a lot of brand new, more qualified, you know, more reputable faces. I still wonder, though, with free agents this summer, if they're going to say, assuming you're talking about free agents with options, I need to see what it looks like. Maybe. Depends on like, who you I, I need to see how this actually operates. If it's operates. Pat Riley, no. If it's Sam Presti, no. If it's people that are less familiar, maybe. Um, but I still think they would have said the same thing anyway. So I don't I don't I don't necessarily see that as worse than the where they were. I didn't before. say it was worse. I'm just saying it may not um, it may solve one problem or address one problem in the short term. But I'm just thinking about this in terms of this summer because so much has been right, but I mean, attached to this summer. Sure, but it was a crapshoot either way. It, it may have been a crapshoot either way. I'm just I'm just saying that there are going to be people who think that if they bring in the right person, it's automatically solved. I'm saying I don't know if that's the case. It doesn't, sure, it doesn't mean that it's bad. I'm not I'm not saying that if they that, that if they strike out this summer, you know, that it means that they didn't hire the right people. That's not my point. I'm just saying that. I, I'm curious, if nothing else, to see how much who they hire potentially affects what they can do this summer and how much the gravitas of who they bring in immediately affects this summer. That's all. Okay. I mean, it's hard to argue with that. Um, I think anybody who expected this thing to instantly, I mean, probably were misguided anyway. You can't make Kevin Durant show up here no, no matter but there who were, you hire. I mean, look, there, are, <laughs> there were people who thought Magic could instantly fix everything just by virtue of being magic. No, those people were wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So it's been an interesting couple days. Uh, it's going to be an interesting couple of weeks now. Like we thought maybe we, we, our, our time would be taken up by a coaching search, but it's going to be taken up by a lot more than that. Uh, we it's been w- insane these last 48 hours. Um, and so a lot to digest, and we'll see what happens in the playoffs. We didn't even get a chance to talk about the playoffs, which we, we, we certainly will uh, going forward. The Western Conference playoffs are going to be bonkers and the second round of the eastern conference playoffs are going to be equally awesome as well so we'll we'll make sure we we cover those things uh going forward uh but until then see everybody and have a have a great day and weekend that's all